Hi, this is Father Neil here, and welcome to the May 2nd episode of the podcast, Catechism with Father Neil. So today we'll be looking at numbers 988 to 1004 of the Catechism. Article 11, The Resurrection of the Body. Number 988. The Christian Creed, the profession of faith in God the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, and in God's creative, saving and sanctifying action, culminates in the proclamation of the resurrection of the dead on the last day and in everlasting life. 989. We firmly believe and hence we hope that, just as Christ is truly risen from the dead and lives forever, so, after death, the righteous will live forever with the risen Christ, and he will raise them up on the last day. Our resurrection, like his own, will be the work of the Most Holy Trinity. If the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Jesus Christ from the dead will give, you, will give life to your mortal bodies also through his Spirit who dwells in you. 990. The term flesh refers to man in his state of weakness and mortality. The resurrection of the flesh, the literal formulation of the Apostles' Creed, means not only that the immortal soul will live on after death, but that even our mortal body will come to life again. 991. Belief in the resurrection of the dead has been an essential element of the Christian faith from its beginnings. The confidence of Christians is the resurrection of the dead. Believing this, we live. How can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised. If Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain and your faith is in vain. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. 1. Christ's resurrection and ours. The progressive revelation of the resurrection. 992. God revealed the resurrection of the dead to his people progressively. Hope in the bodily resurrection of the dead established itself as a consequence intrinsic to faith in God as creator of the whole man, soul and body. The creator of heaven and earth is also the one who faithfully maintains his covenant with Abraham and his posterity. It was in this double perspective, that faith in the resurrection came to be expressed in their trials, the Maccabean martyrs confessed, the king of the universe will will raise us up to eternal, everlasting renewal of life because we have died for his laws. One cannot but choose to die at the hands of men and to cherish the hope that God gives of being raised again by him. 993 The Pharisees and many of the Lord's contemporaries hoped for the resurrection. Jesus teaches it firmly. To the Sadducees who deny it, he answers, Is not this why you are so wrong? That you know neither the scriptures nor the power of God. Faith in the resurrection rests on faith in God, who is not God of the dead but of the living. 994. But there is more. Jesus links faith in the resurrection in his own, to his own person. I am the resurrection and the life. It is Jesus himself who, on the last day, will raise up those who have believed in him, who have eaten his body and drunk his blood. Already now in this present life, 
he gives hope and pledge of this by restoring some of the dead to life, announcing thereby his own resurrection, through it was to be of another order. He speaks of this unique event as the sign of Jonah, the sign of the temple. He announces that he will be put to death, but rise therefore thereafter on the third day. 995. To be a witness to Christ is to be a witness to his resurrection, to have eaten and drunk with him after he rose from the dead. Encounters with the risen Christ characterize the Christian hope of resurrection. We shall be like Christ, with him and through him. 996. From the beginning, Christian faith in the resurrection has met with incomprehension and opposition. On no point does the Christian faith encounter more opposition than on the resurrection of the body. It is very commonly accepted that the life of the human person continues in a spiritual fashion after death. But how can we believe that this body, so clearly mortal, could rise to everlasting life? How do the dead arise? 997. What is rising in death? The separation of the soul from the body. The human body decays and the soul goes to meet God while awaiting its reunion with its glorified body. God, in his almighty power, will definitively grant incorruptible life to our bodies by reuniting them with our souls through the power of Jesus' resurrection. 998. Who will rise? All the dead will rise, those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of judgment. 999. How? Christ is raised with his own body. See my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. But he did not return to an earthly life. So in him all of them will rise again with their own bodies, which they now bear. But Christ will change our, only, our lowly body to be like his glorious body into a spiritual body. But someone will ask, how are the dead raised? What kind of body do they, do they come? You foolish man, what you sow does not come to life unless it dies. And what you sow is not the body which is to be, but a bare kernel. What is sown is perishable. What is raised is imperishable. The dead will be raised imperishable. For this perishable nature must put on imperishable. And this mortal nature must put on immortality. 1000. This how exceeds our imagination and understanding. It is accessible only to faith. Yet our participation in the Eucharist already gives us a foretaste of Christ's transfiguration of our bodies. Just as the bread comes from heaven, after God's blessing has been invoked upon it, is no longer ordinary bread, but Eucharist formed of two things, the one earthly, the other heavenly. So too our bodies, which partake of the Eucharist, are no longer corruptible, but possess the hope of the resurrection. 1001. When? Definitively at the last day? At the end of the world. Indeed, the resurrection of the dead is closely associated with Christ's parousia. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the archangel's call, and the sound of the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will, ra- will rise first. Risen with Christ, 1002. Christ will raise us up on the last day. But it is true also that in a certain way we have already risen with Christ. For by virtue of the Holy Spirit, 
Christian life is already now on earth, a participation in the death and resurrection of Christ. And you were buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, for Christ is seated at the right hand of God. 1003. United with Christ by baptism, believers already truly participate in the heavenly life of the risen Christ. But this life means hidden with Christ and God. The Father has already raised us up with him and made us sit with him in the heavenly places in Jesus Christ, nourished with his body in the Eucharist we already belong to the body of Christ. When we rise on the last day, we also will appear with him in glory. 1004. In expectation of that day, the believer's body and soul already participate in the dignity of belonging to Christ. This dignity entails the demand that he should teach with treat with respect his own body, but also the body of every other person, especially the suffering. The body is meant for the Lord and the Lord for the body. And God raised the Lord and will raise also us up by his power. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? You are not your own, so glorify God in your body. Very well, so this section on the, um, on the resurrection, this, uh, this resurrection of the body, is, again, it says here that it's the Christian, uh, the part of the Christian faith that is most ridiculed, that is least understood. Again, Christianity is difficult to understand because it rests on very difficult presuppositions for people. I mean, if you, however, Christianity is also remarkably comprehensive, comprehensible, that Christianity makes sense. You know, it starts from first principles, and if you start from the first principles, you will end up with the fullness of the faith. That the, you know, everything fits together. That's why you can't take anything out. That's why you can't say, well, I like Christianity, but I don't like the forgiveness of sins. Or I like Christianity, but this resurrection of the body thing, we really need to rethink it. Nothing is going to be rethought. Things can develop, we can develop in our understanding of something. We can definitely explain things better. We can and we must always strive to explain the faith in a better way. But the actual content of the faith can't change. And this is part of the content of the faith that many people have difficulty in understanding. Again, it's not that they're particularly against it, but that they just it doesn't make sense. So we can all believe easily that after you die, your soul goes to heaven. Your soul leaves the body and you're given this, uh, this whatever, you're given a new life. This is the common belief, not the Christian belief, but this common belief. Whereas Christianity is very different. It says that yes, physical death is a separation of body and soul. But the separation of body and soul is temporary. That your soul will, in the last day, retrieve your body. That your body will be risen from the grave, risen from the dead, in a new, better way, in a new, improved way. But the same body that is better than it was. So it's not that you are given your body, I don't know, that your body becomes uh, something else. Uh, that you're, um, you, you know, that you are... Uh, that if you live till you're 97 and your body is all um, 
week that you'll spend all eternity in a weak, uh, decrepit body. And if you die when you're 16, that you'll spend all eternity in a young, healthy body. It's not this. It's not this. And it's not even that, I don't know, if the mafia gets you and they feed you to the fishes, that then you can't be resurrected because your body was eaten by the, the, the fish in the New York Harbour or whatever. This doesn't count. Because the Lord will take care of refashioning, reformatting, reforging your body and preparing it. And this is really a, a, something of faith. We can never understand fully how, to, how this happens, although the Catechism does explain it to a certain degree. But that we can have this hope, this hope in heaven, this hope that God is doing things well. And that ultimately our destiny is a good destiny. So really today we're invited to this, um, to this hope. Not to be afraid, but to see that God has an eternal plan for us. Not just a plan for the here and now. Not just taking care of things on earth. But taking care of things also in heaven for all eternity. So um, t- tomorrow we'll, uh, we'll continue. And tomorrow we're going to finish probably the section on the uh, resurrection of the body. And so tomorrow will be at 1005 to 1014. God bless.